going on? Welcome to... Are you serious? Did that happen? I saw it. <laughs> cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ecclesia, your on-demand dose of gospel and culture for the church on the island of Ireland. I think the whole show should be just barren. You know what I mean? Like, can I have my own show where I just skip out about things? It's not a myth, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about property taxes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, uh, parental advisory, do not play this for your kids. Mm, I, don't, I don't think you can. Darren's ginger, I've got a ginger beard. I'm you also one foot two. So you don't own property. I know, yeah. Well, I shouldn't be allowed both. Press record. See? <laughs> this uh, is well done, because I thought the flashing meant recording. No, no, no. It always did on your tape player or whatever if you, when you were a kid trying to pretend that you were a radio DJ. I don't know if you did that. I'm kind of embarrassed now because you're both looking at me. You're a good bit older than us. I used to do that. I used to like put like songs on a tape and like be a DJ introducing the song. Oh, I'm so glad that those tapes no longer exist because uh, yeah. Sorry people, we were just discussing the record play thing on our recording device where the button flashes to tell you that it's not recording but it is ready to record see the last the first episode of the podcast we actually tried to record on this mic and we lost the whole recording because i screwed up the buttons and thought that the flashing recording meant it was recording when it actually meant it's not recording it's ready to record so last time we used it on our backup mic and hopefully this one we actually get to use this recording darren what you said there about embarrassing childhood tapes. Uh, when I was in second year in school in 2002, um, I sat next to a dorky um, kind of, uh, well, everyone was getting into Eminem, right? And this guy was a real dork, but he'd gotten into gangster rap through Eminem, right? And uh, he was the type of person who walked without moving his arms. Oh yeah, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Did he did, did his head bop up and down? Yes, when, uh, huge, oh. huge steps as well. Uh, so, so, the, so the, like the, the feet, the, it kind the of heels rolls. rise. Yeah, yeah, the, the heels, heels rise rapidly. So never, Bob, but the the whole body stays still, but it just rises up and down. Instead I, of, yeah, I got a couple of people in mind. There. It's bizarre. Yeah. Okay, so he this is again before it was get easy to get your hand on music for cheap. Like you'd have to buy the CD or someone would tape recorded for you, mm. you know? so he had uh, an Eminem album and or maybe you know what it was it was Linkin Park hybrid theory and he recorded it onto one side of a tape on the other side of the tape was his gangster rap album oh yeah <laughs> right oh, yeah which uh, involves such gems as my mom is calling me now to say that dinner's ready so I gotta go and uh, oh, his own one. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is he was recording on a, on a karaoke set in his in his in his bedroom. Talking about drive-by oh, shootings on the mean streets of Longford, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a bank, you know, like in a like in a an Eminem album between songs, there would be like skits, shootings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. he had one where they robbed a bank, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just him. And no, and all he does all the sound effects. Like, oh, brilliant! I had grenade. Oh, grenade. Die cops! Oh, they used grenades because the cops came. 
Wow. Oh man, it was brilliant. Jeez, That's man. serious I stuff. Got, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess uh, with this guy. I, I, I must be honest. Uh, back in when I was in school, I, I love uh, hearing. I must be honest. All was going to be good. Uh, back when I was in school, I may have done a couple um, raps just on on like uh, I did on GarageBand on the the Mac mm. and. Uh, so so I, I just like showed it to a couple of my friends just like oh look at this it's, it was just done as like a, just kind of a joke and uh, they it, it, I'm glad that they're no longer existing but uh, yeah basically one of my friends took my iPod and uh, we, we had like speakers in our common room in sixth year oh no so uh, <laughs> so I was playing I was like yeah, yeah just put on this song whatever and then he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they go up and he puts on my song. And then the other guys just were like, don't get up. And I was just like, oh, no. So I had to sit there through the entire song and everybody was just listening to it. Probably the most embarrassing two minutes of my life. Were they laughing? Yeah. they No, at first they were like, what is this? And then they realized it was just like so... I, I can't even explain how bad it was. White? It was... <laughs> for starters, yeah, but like... I mean, it was just it was next level. Awful. It's probably it's probably good for you. It's good. It's it's humbling to be to be cut down in the midst of your peers. Get that out of your mm-hmm. system. Yeah, <clears throat> good. yeah. Good to be yeah. brought down to another level. Uh, welcome to the second episode of the podcast, everybody. Um, All two of you. Oh, <laughs> there's there's twos and twos of people that listen to this podcast. Wow. Yeah, twenty two maybe. Even like four. Oh, t- oh, that's even. More. Could never imagine those kind of numbers. I think our family makes up half the numbers anyway. <laughs> my mom listens. <laughs> my mom. My mom doesn't listen. Oh, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll let her listen to this one. Shout out to my mom. Hi Trish. Uh, so I'm Alan. I uh, got Mitch. So and Darren again. Hey. So this is the Ecclesia podcast. We're a podcast for the Church in Ireland. We talk about culture, uh, theology. Um, kind of stuff that's in the news and just try and bring a Christian perspective to it. Uh, it's fairly easy going. We just kind of sit around and have a cup of tea and talk about stuff. I'm having on the coffee today, actually. That's because you're American. Mm-hmm. He's American. Cup of we, Joe. We, we, we allow all types. Yeah, that's true. We don't discriminate here. All right, well, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I've already drank my tea, but I will involve myself in the clink. <laughs> Um, we just before the podcast, uh, we started the recording. We were talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and mm. the volatile nature of the market, and kind of I suppose what it all what it all means. As a brief introduction for for anyone that doesn't know, there is a new form of currency on the market. Uh, currency, I suppose, anything that is is anything that someone will recognize as a currency, in a sense. Anything that someone will say, this has value, is limited, and I'm willing to trade goods or services for it. So crypto, is a, it's a whole new dimension. It's a decentralized currency. It's, um, it's all managed on thousands of different computers all across the world, so it's not centralized, the, the majority of it. And uh, there is a massive amount of speculation on the market. There's a lot of people investing massive amounts in all different cryptocurrencies bitcoin being the main one and there's a lot of people making a huge amount of money on it and there's people losing money on it so Mm. um i guess we just want to talk a little bit about it um even before we start we would say if you were ever thinking about investing money in cryptocurrency bitcoin or foreign exchange to do your research 
if we say some people have done well or some people haven't done well, it's because they've kind of studied or not studied. Mm. And if you just want to mindlessly speculate and throw a load of money on, that might work. But uh, we're not going to recommend that. Um, yeah. Well, no, this, uh, from certainly from the Christian perspective, we, we should address it. Uh, mm. Because there's... there's with, with, with most investment, I would say there's there's two aspects of it. There's, there's the people right. that um, have a bit of wisdom about it, who will do the research, as sure. you said. But there's also the gambler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly in Christian circles, we obviously must avoid gambling or the appearance of it. Um, and that that's the problem there because I think a lot of people would would regard this as a gamble. So tell me what's wrong with gambling. From a Christian perspective, well, first of all, the Bible prohibits it. It prohibits okay. gambling. Um, second of all, the love of money being the root of all evil, meaning, and I've been, I'm in the cryptos, and to be honest with you, I have at one or two stages, even though I'm trying to study, mm-hmm. I have made some gambles because you can get away with it, you know, or not get away with it, but you can get taken away with it. On, on, a, on a kind of an upward trend and you yeah. go oh it's going to go up forever and, and then you, you end up putting a stupid bet on let's say mm-hmm. um, now I'm actually studying it I'm studying Forex is the legitimate kind of worldwide commodities trading like foreign exchange foreign currencies, exchange currencies oil, oil gold sugar uh, whatever can be traded Gym. cars even you know yeah. um, companies uh, I'm actually studying a UCD accredited course now at mm. the moment because I made a good bit of money I I'd gone into a currency called Verge just before the Christmas there um, which my father had done a lot of uh, research on himself and he said this is the next big thing oh, so right, I, okay. I said okay um, and my investment of 1500 skyrocketed 800% and I was sitting on like 60 grand mm. And I was going, well, this is going to go up forever, so I'm just <laughs> going to keep it in. And uh, I lost 40 grand. Mm. <laughs> you know, and then I got the, I better, I better pull out before I lose it all. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, that, I would say, was more close to gambling, even though there was, mm. uh, at the start of it, there was a degree of understanding where I had a, a, it wasn't necessarily a gamble as such because there was a degree of research done. Verge is a privacy coin and you really kind of studied it. I believed in it, it, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I I did. And I still do. Yeah, I still do. But we have to regard the ebb and flow. It's like the market. Yeah, yeah, it's like the waves of the sea. Yeah. You know, like waves go up, but they also come down, but they also go back up. And, you know, there's two smart ways to invest. Two smart ways. First of all, you need to do your research on either smart way to invest. You have to know what it is you're actually looking into. Um, and that's a, a lot of study mm-hmm. before you make any trade. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm looking at a guy called uh, Naveen Prithiani, uh, uh, Urban Forex on YouTube, and everybody should check this guy out. Uh, this isn't an official endorsement or anything, but <laughs> I, I do think you should check him out if you're thinking of this, because he will teach you. And um, on, on that, not him particularly, but there is a principle of learning that was... Um, classical education in the time of uh, mm. knights and castles and medieval times when people were brought in at seven years old and mm. trained how to learn the um, trivium <clears throat> learning methodology 
is if you're approaching any topic or any subject rather than you starting to tell someone for example you're like oh well i'm kind of interested in sharing how to how i've been like making money on stock markets or something i'm good at well you need to not just jump in and tell them how to do it because that's advanced level yeah. um, learning you need to start at the beginning it's the very very basics what is foreign exchange how does it work and um, why is it going up why is it going down how are you making money on it what is currency you need to have an understanding of, of that and then you can jump into how the trades all work and how like it's advanced and then there's how to be good at it so mm. the, the trivium learning methodology i put myself on the spot here is uh grammar is the very basics so mm -hmm. you use it it's like a uh, metaphor for the english language i probably got it wrong so i'm just going to stop here <laughs> but essentially it's 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 the the basic is is learn what everything is learn how it all works together and then learn how to be good at it and that's, that's how to approach any topic it's interesting you, you mentioned grammar and rhetoric though because um more and more as i study the actual professionals who teach mm. this and youtube is full of it it's great it's also got people who are cowboys so you mm -hmm. have to do your own research again but uh what i've come to the conclusion of so far with my level of study that i have is um it is a language it's the, right. the, the 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 market the up and downs and all the the, the 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 greens and reds that you see on a on a chart they're actually telling you a story so it's like in the matrix when he's reading the when tank is like reading the code he's yeah like, i don't even see the code anymore. i don't even see the code yeah exactly <laughs> but it is actually telling you a story yeah and you need to know how to read that story and it's most story, most people don't it's a story of people's behavior it's a story of psychology and reactions and fears and yeah, yeah. hunger and yeah. Greed. Yeah. Um, it's a story of all of those things combined. And then there's the smart players who you have to read their story before sure. you uh, read all the, the rest of the reactionary stories. But what I was saying earlier about the uh, smart plays, the, right. the, 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 the non-gambling, if you want, plays, um, two smart ways of doing it. Either you hold, which is HODL, they call it, hold on for dear life is the acronym, or... Um, you read that story mm. and you make a, an investment based upon and it, 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 it is down to how well versed how fluent it is a language mm -hmm. I mean and, and I'm glad that you mentioned the trivium thing with the rhetoric and, mm -hmm. because it is actually a language and if you don't know the language you may as well be speaking French or something yeah that is if you don't speak French of course <laughs> but and um, if you do bonjour if you do choose a language you don't speak <laughs> But that's what it is. It is a language and you have to know that and you have to come into it from that perspective. It's like the game of poker. People say poker is gambling, but I, I cannot for the life of me suggest that it is. Daniel Negrano, the top... I, I agree with you, yeah. Uh, one of the top poker players, he, he, he combated this very phrase, the, the idea that the poker is gambling. He said... It's a competitive mental sport with an entry fee. Yes, right? exactly. But he, he, he made the quote... He said, people tell me that poker is gambling. Now, he's one of the top guys. Yeah. He said, but every time I get to a final table, that's the last 10 people same. in a, a tournament of maybe 1,000, yeah. every time I get to the final table, I'm seeing the same faces. Yeah. That's not gambling. Yeah. That's people who know exactly how to play this game. Same at the open, like the poker opens. You know, anyone can technically get in, but it's always the same people. It's like yeah. a dozen um, it's kind of mixes between those let's move on that's what you've been doing you've been kind of studying the markets a lot mm. what have i been doing i've had a weird couple of weeks um i got a 
I got a leak in the boot of my car um, and I had taken out my spare tire trying to investigate where this leak was coming from. Taking out everything that was in the boot because even the, you know, the carpet that goes in the boot of your car, that was like getting moldy from the water. So I'd taken that out, taken everything out. Couldn't find where it was coming in and uh, I wasn't too rushed to, to put everything back in because I hadn't found it. And my dad had put this punctureless stuff in my tires, not the cheap little foam stuff, but it's a very powerful gel that coats like the outside of the, well, I mean, what would be the inside of the tire. Yeah. He's warned me, the only place that you can possibly get like a, a flat tire now is if you get a tear through the side of the tire. Yeah. So I got a tear through the side of the tire because <laughs> I was, um, I work in a very snowy area. So Monaghan which is just northwest of Louds where I live, is caught in a very cold um, airstream. So I would go from my house, Louds, in the morning, where there's no snow at all, and when I cross the border, five minutes after crossing the border into Monaghan, there's snow. Mm. By the time I arrive at work, the snow is like five inches deep. Wow. <clears throat> and I'm like deep in the hills as well. We're not working in the town. It's a big warehouse where we sell like truck parts and stuff, and it's out 20 minutes outside Monaghan town. Well, mm. I met another car coming and I had to drive slightly out of his way because he was a bit too far over and I'd already had the uh, trailer clip my wing mirror and break it when, when I was too close to the car as his, his trailer was wider than his car. I was out of the way of his car, but his trailer hit my mirror. So I was being overly cautious probably mm, yeah. and my wheel went kind of into the ditch where the tarmac had ended and tore the side of the tire. I didn't notice. Pulled up at a garage. I had no spare tire. It's snowing. I'm just coming from work. So I called my boss and he lets me take um, the van that's at work home. So I do. And on the way back to work the next day, I slip off the road and into the ditch. So I put my boss's van into the ditch and we had to get a tractor to come down and pull it out. It was like a 14-year-old kid driving the tractor and his dad was just directing him. <laughs> Hooked a chain onto it, couldn't move. The tra tractor tires were just spinning in the snow. Wow. So that was, this was us trying to take it out uphill because I'd kind of, the hill kind of turned and went down and I just kind of slid on the snow and went into the ditch. <clears throat> oh, man. Eventually, we pulled it out, only pulled it out about two feet. We'd snapped two ropes and he'd went and got a chain. And then I suggested pulling it out forward and sideways. So we got it out, but I'd done some damage to the van. So I got my tire repaired and obviously gave the boss back his van, but uh, or I got a new tire, um, but I have to pay for <laughs> the bumper. The front bumper is kind of damaged and the wing mirror and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. That's, that's you got away with uh, lucky. There was only that much, you know. Yeah, it was. I mean, the van was like perfectly drivable. And, oh man! And so that was my kind of week. What have you been doing? Uh, yeah, so I've been working now. I'm working back at the bank. Uh, Set up. Yeah, it's, working for the man. Oh man, it's it's got it's 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 got its perks anyway. But like it's it's pretty chilled out, you know. Just taking calls for the moment, and uh, you know, just doing the best that I can right now. See if I can get promotions wherever. But um, yeah, they got me back doing that, and uh, yeah, I had a I had a similar thing happen to yourself there not too long ago. Actually, I think last week I was I was actually driving up to to Carrick Mines, and I was getting off the. It was snowing and kind of icy. And I was getting off the motorway and I was sitting there in the car bragging to my brother because I was like, look at all these people driving so slow. Like, what are they doing? I was like, look, I was like, yeah, like they, they obviously that you can drive like as long as you're going straight, you can drive fine. And uh, I was getting off the motorway and uh, I, 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 tr I went to slow down and the brakes wouldn't engage. I, I slapped him about five times. 
So there was a car coming on. I was going up to the roundabout. There was a car coming on, and uh, I, I I couldn't slow down at all. And there was a the the roundabout. I was either going to hit it straight on or hit the car. So I I just last second I just spun the wheel around, and I swung the back wheels of the car around, hit the curb, and just like I nearly hit the guy in front of me. I jumped the curb on the back of my car, and. Uh, and then I thought I hit the guy because he, he stopped and he came back some French dude. He was like, dude, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool. Mm. I think my, my neck's pretty sore now. But uh, he goes, oh, dude, your tire is so messed up. And he just like was like, oh, it's good, you're okay. And then he just left. And I look at my tire, my back tire, and, and the whole wheel was like, do you know, you know how the back wheels are, aren't supposed to turn? Like, oh, <laughs> so the back tire, the back wheel was like that. Yeah, not sideways. So I had to get a, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to get a couple new bars and uh, new. The alloy was smashed. Sick. I smashed the alloy, and those mm. are super hard. Yeah. But um, one of our friends, luckily, he he came up and helped fix it, and uh, he he picked it up on his uh, on his uh, toe the next day and everything. Sweet. But he we we were we had to drive because I was stuck in the middle of the motor in the middle of the. Um, roundabout yeah the, the, middle exit. Of the, round, the middle of the roundabout for yeah. like 30 minutes so when he came up he got in the car and he drove it but the car was driving up sideways uh-huh. do you know what i mean because the wheel so yeah, he, yeah. he was flying he said it was the funnest drive he's ever had and he was like now you owe me i was like sure you should be paying me for the fun you just had <laughs> <laughs> he was like flying up onto the path because you would basically when you were pressing the gas down it would go straight and then when you let off it would go oh, wow. go towards the path so he, he kept you know going up on the path. Luckily there was nobody there. But uh, yeah, so we got that sorted this week, and then yeah, I haven't really been doing much else other than just working and trying to get back in the grind. You know, it's. Uh, have you seen uh, Have you seen the news? Our uh, our Taoiseach, our kind of prime minister for anyone outside of Ireland, uh, his approval rating is is really low. Um, he's fairly new to the job. Uh, he was. He wasn't elected as as Taoiseach. He was just placed in there because our last crummy, corrupt Taoiseach had to step down. And uh, yeah, so he's kind of been one thing. He he's he's really unpopular at the moment. Uh, he's been compared to uh, Margaret Thatcher in his policies. Um, he really thinks the kind of root of the problem in this country is is the poor people. Um, and is really most of his policies just end up affecting people on the like on the lower end of the financial scale, um, and uh, yeah, he's extremely extremely unpopular. Mm. So he was kind of he's like a poster boy for progressive Ireland, and he's like a poster boy for what Fine Gael, the political party, thinks Ireland wants. But they looked at the superficial. So he's young. He's, um, he's where's he gay, from? He? He's gay and he's tanned. I, I, I don't remember what country he's from. Leo Varadkar. Um, yeah. Is he not Irish? No. No, no, no. Varadkar? No, but. Oh, so he's also a multinational. Don't you have yeah, like to he's, he's Irish. Irish. Like his family wasn't Irish. Yeah, but that's, that's so um, progressive. That yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's everything. Like, you know, it's, they thought like he ticked all the boxes. But the fact is. People, even the liberals, <laughs> people mm. who are like extreme on the left, they just hate him. Like this guy is, is so disconnected. Very recently, <laughs> we're in the midst of a massive 
housing crisis. Uh, people can't afford their rent and people can't afford mortgages and people who technically should be able to afford them are paying so much rent that they're not able to save up any money to put a deposit on a house to mm. buy it. And he suggested that maybe people should just get the lending money from mum and dad and then they'd be able to buy a house. He goes, oh, plenty of us had to do it. Yeah, when you're born with a silver spoon in your <laughs> mouth, I suppose that's, that's in, the obvious way um, to do it. Just mummy and daddy will buy yeah. me out of every situation. A little disconnected from reality. Yeah. yeah. So he is now the one heading up the charge on the abortion referendum. Um, he hasn't made his own policies clear. Um, you've probably noticed that he actually hasn't specifically said what I, he thinks. Yeah, I think he's just lean, waiting to see like what he doesn't know which way it's going to go yet. I think right. he's just waiting to see like what way the majority of people are looking, and then he's just going to endorse that because he just wants popularity. He needs that's his approval rating. That's to go. that's a positive for us. Though, Is it? I think yes, because if you look at the atmosphere out there in the liberal media, you would think that we are right on the cusp of actually endorsing abortion in this country. Um, but the fact that he won't commit to either side right now indicates that actually the pro-life side actually has more of a foothold than the liberal media would have you to believe. I, I have a feeling that this vote will come in our favour. This, yeah. this vote will come in our favour. But and a big but it'll be very close and that vote will come again and that that the next time it won't be it'll it'll go in their yeah. favor oh, no, they're mm. not gonna they're not gonna give up they'll be relentless oh, yeah. they keep keep wanting to vote i was just gonna say yeah uh, you know with the whole funding it looks like they yeah so the reason obviously the all the media looks like they're uh they're going towards you know the pro-choice side like if you look at um you know even the what's it called the um, Amnesty International, um, hmm. I, they did this survey, quote unquote, and uh, they even called around to our house. And uh, they, the girls started talking about, oh, the Eighth Amendment, you know, is mm. we, we just want to get rid of that. Isn't it terrible? Too much you talk, don't come to the wrong Talking house. to my mom, <laughs> I, I almost came up and just, you know, shut it down. But my mom, my mom was just like, uh, she's like, don't you think that, you know, women's rights? My mom was like, no. She's like, oh, no, not even in some cases should it be okay. No. And she's like, okay, I think I'm going to leave now. And yeah, it was you like, should. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, George Soros was caught, you know, the American yeah. billionaire. We've Funding been saying, every single liberal yeah, movement for however many we've, decades. We've, yeah. you know, and you know what he actually believes, right? He was funded here. He was he was caught funding Amnesty, 160000 for Ireland's... Uh, pro-choice campaign but that's not the only one he's actually funded mm -hmm. that's just what he's been caught funding he's been funding every single one of them here because you know what he believes he believes in overpopulation in the world so he believes that oh just because there's there's all of these people and when we we just need to get rid of so many yeah. of them mm -hmm. because he's he's just a billionaire and he believes he's elite and yeah. everything like that you know yeah. it's the biggest game in town when you've made all your money and you become super powerful and super rich the biggest game then is to play god with the world what was the uh quote in the first Die Hard movie was it alexander i can't remember but <laughs> when he looked upon the breadth of his domain he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer mm. that's basically what we're seeing mm. here we, we you know they 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 have all the money in the world they yeah. have all the control in the world yeah. and now 
well, they don't have all the land in the world, do they? And of course, when they get that, I mean, Rockefeller said a great one as well, um, you know, he, that he wanted, what, what, what would he want now? And he goes, well, my neighbor's land. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, once you yeah. have all that you could possibly want, well, I now want his. You know, and that's that's all. And these people, these pe these pro-choice people, these liberal people, any whatever thing they're trying to do, they're they're actually playing into the game, isn't it? The whole thing where Hitler would have, um, or or any of these kind of dictatorial people who rise to power, mm -hmm. they they get rid of a lot of their own supporters who put them there in the first place. Yeah. Once they get their ability to put a death sentence down, they they get rid of a lot of their most loyal supporters because of the fact that they're the most likely ones to take them out of their position. Mm. So, uh, and that's that, what, these people who are sponsoring, these Amnesty International people walking down on the street and knocking into doors, probably doing it voluntarily, probably yeah. not actually, um, no, probably getting away. They're getting paid, they're getting yeah. paid by uh, George Soros' yeah. pocket. <laughs> but they but believe in it. They believe in it, but yeah. they're the ones who are gonna get axed first. Mm. You know, they're the ones who are gonna get the, the boot once it happens, once it yeah. goes ahead. And in fact, what are they doing? They're, they're killing their own children because they want abortion. So that, that kind of proves the, what I'm trying to say there in, yeah. a, in a sort of a small way. I know they disagree with that entirely, but they're, you know, that's what would happen if they get their own way. They're going to be the first on the chopping block. It's interesting, know? like long term, they've actually um, made sure that they remove their own ideology. They've, they've, yes. they've like they've kind of signed a death warrant for their own mindset because mm -hmm. if pro-life people continue to have children and people who are pro-abortion choose not to have children then the next generation is going to be mostly pro-life people we should hope even if we're not today now I understand that a lot of these people who are out there today do end up have been raised loosely pro-life and then mm. end up switching um, but that is uh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. It, is, it is the college institutions, which, again, are, are funded by people who have the money and therefore the power. I think, I think these people, like, we talked about George Soros, and you were talking about it from a perspective of, like, land and what and dominate. I think that, and I could be wrong, because we're just hypothesizing about the, the reasons these people are doing, but what we, don't, what we can't argue about is the fact that they are involved in these massive programs, these oh, yeah. population control it's programs. Factual, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they... Um, what am I trying to say I think they believe that they might be doing good oh yeah I do believe and that too that yeah. I think that they look at the world and they say the problem is people and it's poor people and it's um, people in Africa who, yeah. and it's like poor it's the lower are, end of the scale yeah. who aren't contributing to society and they're a drain on everyone else and they want human flourishing so mm. they're looking at things from perspective of what's the most good for mankind as a whole and they think well we're the ones who can change that mm. so this is what these big meetings are about these massive councils um, and uh, groups like the Council on Foreign Relations and um, even Bill Gates Foundation Bill Gates made all his money became one of the richest men in the world and then turned to Vaccines. population control yeah. and uh, he in, in various different ways has, has endorsed single one child policies and um, these uh, programs that are sterilizing women in um, Africa and you can investigate that for yourself mm. but all of them I believe he thinks he's sitting up there in his ivory tower saving the world and yeah. he feels like Superman I think they all are doing it from a, a, a quote unquote good perspective I don't believe yeah. that anyone is actually sitting there 
the old 60s kind of <laughs> evil genius world domination I don't, a white cat yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe that yeah. they in any way that's what they are but yeah. that's not what they believe they are and that's the problem it, it's it, the pride it, of man we well, try to become believes, God yeah nobody yeah. believes that they're doing something bad do they no um, what was it the, the, the thing where it's um, the, I, I don't know if it was on a TV show or if it was actually an actual case but either way at the end of it the judge said that the the person he, he gave a harder sentence to this man whoever it was I can't remember if it was a fiction or true but either way it was like the judge gave him a harder sentence because of the fact that he said the people who believe that they're doing good but in fact do bad are actually the most dangerous you know and <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it is very true it's a truism it, that's why I'm quoting it because mm. I don't know if it's fiction but either way it is something that is true if you believe that what you're doing is good uh, you are probably capable of a lot more harm so this this George Soros thing George Soros was, was <coughs> caught and outed I believe over the summer last year um, funding um, abortion rights groups in Ireland mm. and they had to give the money back um, but then in December just last month, yeah, they made he made he was found to have made another massive donation, um, and they said that this is a human or um, was it Amnesty International? Yeah, oh yeah, human rights. Yeah, yeah. We can't give it back. We won't give it back because this is a human rights issue, and we need this money. Mm-hmm. So, and they're still being allowed to operate. It's, it's illegal for external funding like that to to influence to try and influence the results of a referendum. And so far, Amnesty nothing is, is happening. Amnesty is supposed to be a non-profit as well, you know. Well, they will spend all that money. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> they certainly will. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what, so I was just thinking we could talk about some, like, some of the, uh, you know, local, the arguments that people give out to us when when we have the abortion issue here, obviously. Um, you know, like, pe- people, when you're talking on the streets to them or whatever, I know we used to, you know, go on... Um, for the pro-life campaign kind of say a few things and there's here's just some of the arguments that we can talk about there if you don't mind so um so here's a couple objections that we might get and we'll just address them one by one here so it's not a baby until it's born it's a fetus so what do we, what do we say to that the oh. birth canal magically imposes humanity and personhood upon a fetus, transforming it magically from yeah. being a fetus to being a human baby the yeah. moment it leaves the birth canal. That is an awful lot of power for the birth canal to have. Yes, and I suggest that that's not the case. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, that's, that's, that's blatantly rubbish. I mean, life starts at conception because... It's just like saying it's not a tree until it yeah. becomes a sapling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the seed is the thing that leads to the tree. You know, mm-hmm. it's and uh, I'm sure what whatever they say, it's not that that's a lie, and they know it because they're trying to bring euthanasia in right in the back door of abortion. Once they bring abortion yeah. in, the euthanasia is not far to follow. <laughs> what did they say then? Oh, it ceases to be a human once it gets sick and yeah. is terminal. Yeah, yeah, that's where they do it in what Switzerland or something. Mm. Yeah, but like I, I, I love the what Jeff Durbin says. Um, he goes, "Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for proving my point there. You called it a fetus. That's Latin for you know, meaning small child. So, <laughs> that's perfect. Brilliant. I love that. Fair play to Jeff there. That's a good one. 
but obviously there's there's no moment from when a baby is unborn in the womb to when he's an adult getting his college degree there's no moment along that where he becomes human mm. there are various yeah. stages where you can take a step back and you can look at a broad picture and you can say well he's a man now he was a boy mm-hmm. he's a boy now yeah. he was a baby mm-hmm. he's a baby now he was a fetus but there was no day there was no moment these are just stages of human development yes mm-hmm. an old man is extremely different than a tiny baby in so many ways um, some could argue even more different than a baby is from a fetus an yeah. early an early developing fetus mm-hmm. so, oh yeah 100% <laughs> well, like, equally as diverse I, yeah, should, I yeah. should think yeah. but at the end of the day it's, the same, it's a different DNA growing in the human body life can't come from non-life mm-hmm. humanity can't come from non-humanity so a non-human entity does not suddenly become a human entity um, it was created and here's this is where um we uh, there's a mystery of what happens when a, a child is conceived like we un- can understand some of the science but the actual human life that is created and how that becomes a soul that's not something the science can analyze and um, we need to take our we need to, to turn away and look at what one the, the faith that god has given us in that he is the one in control of everything and two, look at what his word says and his word says that um, when we were children in the womb, he is the one who knit us together. Mm. So we were still human beings then. And it's essentially this whole idea of um, a human soul. That has to be something that is, is God-given. Mm-hmm. Um, two genes, uh, two um, sex cells can't just meet and a human soul is suddenly created. The human body is there, but God implants a human soul. And it's done at the beginning of conception. There's no, there's nothing to suggest that we undergo any massive transformation except at the point in which we were created. We have new DNA, and everything that we are is is contained within that little bunch of cells, as they call it. But that's who we are, and that's who we were mm-hmm. at that early stage of development. The yeah. argument taking it and saying, "Oh, we are, um, you know, we we came from non-life. You know, these aren't human beings." It's a relatively new argument and it comes because of the mindset that desires abortion to be something that we can all have. Yeah, I'll just do kind of two things here in one. Uh, basically, they say, what if a woman is raped? Um, and then they say, this is probably the biggest one we're getting here at the moment in Ireland because human rights, human, you know, right to do anything. Uh, women need the right to choose what they want to do with their body. It's choice, all about choice. What do we think? So, raped, I would say, um, it's an absolutely uh, disgusting thing. Yeah, but no. at the first, but but when people bring that up in an argument, though, I typically just say, okay, um, can we say firstly, can we just say that all 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 the other abortions are bad? We can't do any of the other abortions if we're uh, let's just cover the rape. We're ruling out all the other ones, and they say no. And I say, well, why are you using the zero point three percent of it? <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I do, I do, yeah. They're, they're, they're really trying to nail you down, down with the, the absolute most reprehensible act yeah. leading to pregnancy. Uh, and and it's it's true, it's the a reprehensible argument. act. And it le- if it leads to pregnancy, uh, my heart does go out to mm. that woman who has to uh, 
deal with all the emotions that go along and all the problems that go along with with, with that there, there is no there's no telling how much suffering that woman has to endure no matter what decision yeah. she comes a friend to. a yeah, friend yeah. a friend of mine went um as a missionary to africa and uh she was raped over there mm. and uh, they conceived and uh she she came back home and had the baby here and i've met her daughter and she's amazing like she's a beautiful child and she's in the church and she loves her mom and she doesn't know who her dad is you know she doesn't know what happened probably um, for the best really for the best yeah and maybe she'll tell her at some point i don't mm. know it's, it's up to her but what she that's did, the choice yeah, yeah that 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 is a choice and that's a, that's a choice that, that she can make but what is not a choice that any human being has is to execute the children of someone for the crimes of the parent mm-hmm. yeah and it is the liberal culture and and, and the view of, of, of many today especially at our age that the rapist should be allowed to live mm-hmm. and should not yeah. be given a death penalty yeah. and there should be no death penalty for for rape or or murder but yet the child should if it was suffer. conceived in rape should be allowed to be killed if the mother wants wants to do that yeah there's no evidence to support the fact that or to support the argument that it would be good for the mental state of a mother who is dealing with the trauma of a rape to go through an abortion there's is, nothing fact, to say there's loads of evidence to suggest the opposite yeah. that the mother will endure a great deal of yes. alcoholism and drug abuse yes and depression and 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 regret yeah. and to have brought herself down in a sense to the same level of mm. the person who oh, attacked the person her attacked, yeah. and let yeah. us just say as well um while we're talking about this, if you are, you know, a woman that, you know, has been raped and has an, has had an abortion, um, you know, it's not too late to actually get help. We, you know, we, you need to have people come alongside you and, uh, you know, we, you know, we, any of us will be happy to speak with you or anything like that. But, um, we, you know, we don't want to be condemning you. We want, we want you to, um, you know, be open about this and, uh, be repentant about it, you know? Well, that's the thing it's like it's abortion is a wicked thing mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, our god christ is a compassionate god and there is forgiveness available for even the most wicked of sins yes um it is uh, it's a teaching in the catholic church that many people might have heard in ireland that murder is an unforgivable sin um not every not everyone in the catholic church believes that but it's a, it's, a, it's a common belief. Yeah. And we believe that um, abortion is murder. It's the intentional taking of, of another human life mm-hmm. and a defenseless human life. And it's an evil thing, but we are all wicked before God. We are all evil. And we're all evil. And we've all done things that are worthy of condemnation because God's law is perfect. But Christ died on the cross so that wicked sinners, murderers, thieves, and, even, and those who had abortions can be forgiven and there's free forgiveness available there's free forgiveness it's not like you need to work and make your life work repairing like working for abortion ministries or join a children's charity or try to make up for it all christ has made up for all that Mm -hmm. he's done everything he's he's repaired our relationship and he's taken the punishment so there is it's an evil thing but don't understand that as it's something that can separate you from god for eternity you can always turn towards towards the thing is uh, we we should because we're probably talking to somebody who does not know god at this point in time right now listening to this um jesus did not just die on a cross though 
Mm. Because what, what does that mean? You know, Jesus being the perfect son of God, conceived not in sin as the rest of us are. Um, he lived a life of sinless obedience to God. In mm. every single step that he took, he did it in obedience to the Father. Mm. And then he took upon himself the sins of all of those people who would believe. Mm. And that's by God's choice, not by other our choice, by the way, because there's an awful lot of like people who believe that you can choose to believe. No, God chooses. But either way, Christ lived that perfect life that we cannot live. Mm. Nobody can live. And he died the death that we all deserve mm -hmm. so that we can be saved from our sins. And that is every single one of us. That is not just the person who had an abortion. And that is not just the most, in his own opinion, righteous man that we're, we're talking about here. We're talking about every single person before God is as a filthy rag. Everyone who's hated their neighbor and who's been angry. The least evil, yes. Yeah. Even um, told a white lie or anything like that, you know. Mm -hmm. we're, all, we're all just as sinful as the next person. Live thanklessly, arrogance, these things that should separate us from God. But Darren, as you were saying, the perfect life that Christ lived, that's given to us. And we, we, we wear that righteousness. Mm. It's given as a gift. That's what the white robes are in scripture. It's a perfect, spotless life. That's how God sees believers who he saves and brings into his kingdom. And then all that punishment that we should deserve, yeah. all the guilt, all that feeling of condemnation that we feel deep mm. in our hearts and our own conscience when we violate it. That's all taken away and mm. that's all been paid for. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's available for anyone. And that's um, that's that's what's brought us all together from all different backgrounds. And that's what's brought us together is we've all been saved um, from our own sins. And all of us have done terrible things and we know forgiveness now in the Lord and we don't deserve it. And that's what grace is. It's mm -hmm. it's God's riches at Christ's expense. It's, it's unmerited favor towards us. Yeah. And that's you who has maybe i don't know being raped and had an abortion or maybe just had an abortion that is available to you forgiveness but you need to realize the wickedness of your own heart just like i i, I am wicked in my own heart even still yeah. after salvation i'm not saying that i'm good now because i'm not good now you have to realize the wickedness that is you who you are as a as a natural human and that Christ has died for people like you, the publicans and sinners, the harlots in scripture. He sat with the worst of the worst as, as far yeah. as the, 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 the righteous people were concerned. Why doesn't he sit with us? Why does he sit with the harlots? Mm -hmm. Well, we're the harlots, you and me. And that's who forgiveness is available for. If you so repent. And we're all everyone. Everyone is, is made in God's image and is, a gift to this world and that's why it breaks our hearts so much when we see people talking about uh, aborting children and um just wanting kind of liberty from the responsibility idea of, of the responsibility yeah. of, of having to, to to step up and you see in in past times it was cowardly men who could run away from a pregnancy and they did yeah and it's that it's that mindset of just run away from a pregnancy that has led to the same sort of that now women can run away from pregnancy. The feminist movement has always yeah. stated, if men can do this, mm -hmm. why can't I? 
instead of men are wrong yeah men are wrong and we'll stand up and say any man that's done that it's disgusting it's wrong and it leads to this it leads to a culture where women are petrified to to have a child because they if they have to do it on their own Mm. and i couldn't imagine being a single parent the thing is how difficult it would would be if men are allowed to do it then women should be allowed to do it too by that rationale it is true and we we, all of us have have cooperated in a culture where men could run free and, mm. and not suffer under massive implications for um, uh, just running away from, from an unborn child. But that but is a damnable um, offence. It's a God's wicked size. thing. And all these children are made in God's image. And that's why it grieves us so much. And, you know, Christians and those who are against abortion are been kind of uh, blacklisted and tarnished as those who are against women's rights. Yeah. And it's like, we, we don't believe there is a right to kill a child mm. we don't believe anyone has that right so we're against women's and men's rights to kill children yes and we are for everyone's right to have a life and to not have it taken away from them in the, in, in infancy before they've even conceived of what this world looks like yeah well, if you think about it even. yeah if you uh, if you think about it we're actually the pro-choice ones you know because we want choice that's what i say we want choice for everybody not just you know who ha- who has the choice for the little people? You know the the babies inside of the womb. We we want uh, them to you know be able to have a voice, and that's what we're trying to give them right here. Yeah. So like, um, when people say women need the right to choose what to do with their body, I I mean I turn back around and say, do you really believe that though? Do you know? Do you really believe they should be able to do whatever they want with their own body, really? And then they they're like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Say, do you believe that prostitution should be legalized? And they turn around and say, uh, ooh. Well, know. a lot of them would agree that it should be. Some. Most mm. of the ones that I've talked to. The consistent ones. Haven't, <laughs> yeah, the consistent ones, yeah. But most of the ones that I've talked to turn around and say, oh, definitely not. Or, oh, I haven't even thought about that. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Mm. But if you're going to be consistent and say they should be able to do anything, they should be able to do whatever they want. They should be able to go and kill their neighbor. No problem. What, what's the problem? They're just doing what they feel is right and not giving their time. body. Let me yeah. go back to what you're saying yeah. about prostitution. There is a, um, there's a lot of prostitution in Ireland and there's a lot of um, Eastern European women that have been brought over here under false pretenses and are being prostituted in Ireland. It's not uh, talked about an awful lot. It's well known in, in America and in Europe. Um, it, uh, it's becoming more and more obvious here today. But... What everyone seems to be aware of in, in prostitution rings is that many, many, many of these women are not there by choice. Mm-hmm. So they seem to be acting freely of their own volition. They seem to be making these choices, but they're actually um, being influenced by uh, drug addiction. They're being kept prisoner, some of them. Uh, they can't go to the police because they'll be deported and they're petrified of what awaits um, back home. And um, as I said, a lot of them would be um, uh, drug addicts and totally dependent on the people who are prostituting them out. So if you take a step back from that, you say, well, these women are acting according to their own choices. I mean, there's a sense in which they are, right? There's a sense in, in which they're stepping out into the world each day and, 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 and making these choices. But they're also under compulsion. Hmm. They don't have the free choice. And when we step back and say, we just assume, we can say, oh, you know, these women have been forced to prostitute and that's terrible. But we then say, oh, oh, everyone should just be allowed to have, you know, free abortion. Everyone should just be given it without kind of question or without discrimination. Yeah. Well, for one thing, you're making the jobs and the lives of these pimps a lot easier when um, they can just get rid of 
any pregnancies that okay. happen along the way. Yeah. But another, you're, you're assuming that people who are making a terrible choice, like an abortion, have just no outside force influencing their choice in the first place. No pressure from society, no pressure from a cowardly man who doesn't want to raise the child, mm -hmm. no pressure from the fact that maybe they're drug addicts and they just want to spend and they don't want to have a child and they're just doing it out of selfish, um, selfish desires. You've got so many factors. There is no free choice in today's world to just do things as we feel. We are influenced by our culture and our society and everyone is pressurized from what's going on around us. So to say that we, if we remove a law that stops people from doing this, that doesn't mean they're acting according to free choice because everyone is a product of their environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're allowing all the other choices or all the other things that influence these women's choices to reign free. And then we restrict the one that is actually preventing them from going down the road of something that many women regret. And that is an awful thing that has taken away the life of a child. And that might actually give someone... Uh, someone's life is in a bad situation give them some meaning and like an, an avenue that you wouldn't choose to go down yourself but is actually something uh, good and righteous to do to raise a child out of a bad situation so there's no choice i don't believe it's choice i just have a verse here from the bible and it just every time i read it just hits me like whenever i think about this issue um it just says uh it's just proverbs 24 10 to 12 just says if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is small Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Mm. Does not he who weighs this heart, the heart uh, perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? So we're called to you know, fight this fight and not act as if, Oh, we didn't know this was going to happen. No, you know what's going to mm. happen. You know that this is a pending genocide mm. and we need to stop it before it begins. And if you're interested in, you know, going down, we like I am I'm down for, you know, if you wanna um go down Grafton Street or anywhere and pass stuff out with me. Um so contact me, Mitch Peace. I know Alan Keenan wouldn't be wouldn't mind doing that as well. Um we're passionate about this. So yeah, definitely, you know. Give us a message on Facebook or whatever, and uh, we, we'd be happy to organize something. Mm. Um, have you got anything else to say there before we close there, uh, Darren? No, I think that's a good call to arms. Amen. Um, it needs to be done, but we should hope that uh, you would do it in the light of Christ and not in the light of trying to condemn sin because God is the only one who can really condemn sin. We should point toward Christ. We should point toward the fact that we are all sinners and that we all need Christ's righteousness to clothe us in the day of judgment. Thanks for sticking with us through a tough topic and we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Goodbye. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Without you, we're just three saints and sinners chatting in the land of saints and scholars. So make sure to tell your friends if you enjoyed listening. We aim to have a new episode every week, so in the meantime you can follow us on Facebook at the Ecclesia Cast. You can join the Ecclesia Lounge, a Facebook group we set up for Irish Christians at Fellowship. And you can email any questions, comments or criticisms to ecclesia at gmail.com. So until next time, from the three of us, Salon Chat.